everyone. It's me, Lauren, your creative mentor. And today I want to talk about conflict because I know this month has been kind of all over the place in the sense that we've talked about, um, you know, connecting with the people that you work with, dealing with workplace jealousy, and it's not up to you to decide if you're hireable. And these are all things that are checkpoints within yourself to make sure that you're being an empathetic coworker and that you're managing the interpersonal skills around you for the system that you are working in. Because what are systems? That's right, they're not smart. So... Um, I thought rounding out this month with a whole podcast about conflict and maybe conflict resolution was a good way to go because these are things that are going to help you wash through the drama and conflama that other people will bring to your workday that, guess what, have nothing to do with you. So if you can identify these things, especially as a green creative or a young worker, these are going to help you glow up real quick. So I thought I would touch on that. But first, of course, I have to get through the my normal disclaimer you're all pretty familiar with. But if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, hi, hello, my name is Lauren Versino. I'm a graphic designer with eight plus years experience in the design industry. I've worked in in-house teams. I've worked for mom and pop shops. I've worked for globally recognized brands that you do know, but I never tell you what they are. <laughs> and this podcast is all about the frustration of being a creative and trying to figure out how working means because in corporations and corporate America and capitalism that we all have feelings about, if one thing is always true, it's that nobody says what they mean. And I'm here to kind of break it down for you. How can you be a career creative? How can you work for yourself? I cover all of these things. And so this podcast is a direct result of your guys' frustration that I've watched happen on TikTok over the pandemic. And this is just a free resource that I wish I had when I was starting out my career eight so or so years ago. So that's what this whole thing is about. And you should always vet people who are going to promise to change your way of life, either through your career, your money, or your happiness. And I do advise on all of those things. So vet me like you would anyone else. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can look at my credentials anywhere else. But um, this is kind of the jam of that. So um, I do want to start saying up front now that in my head doing this project, it would go on for a year. And we're going to hit 12 months pretty soon. At the end of this month, we, we're going into month nine. So we're almost there, you know. And depending on kind of what you guys need from me, I, I was going to stop at 12 because frankly, without your guys' interaction, which you've been very vocal about, um, I'm running out of content and I'm not going to stretch this to be something it's not. So um, I just want you guys to kind of start bracing yourself for that and know that I genuinely have written this out like a course and this is evergreen content and I will always keep it up for you, but I just want you to know. So if you are starting to have questions, now is the time to reach out so I can address them for you. Um, not that I'm going to disappear off the face of the earth when this is over, but I just want to get that out of the way up front. So now that that's done. Let's talk about conflict. <laughs> 
So if you were listening to our episode a couple weeks ago about workplace jealousy, a lot of what I say over and over and over in there is that um, it's not a reflection of you. It's not about you. And honestly, I can keep that pretty true for your career. Um, Something that a lot of people aren't is self-aware. And I would venture to say if you are a creative, you are very introspective and you reflect on what's happening. You take a beat to ingest everything that's happening to you or around you. And I'm just going to tell you up front, a lot of people aren't like that. Also, too, in our age group, I'm talking for myself between 30 and 40 years old. You know, millennials kind of historically were the first group of people You could argue Gen Xers as well. Um, We were kind of the first ones to start talking about mental health and destigmatizing going to therapy and things like that. And you're getting millennials in a position, hopefully, of power where they can be good people leaders or you are getting empathetic coworkers in the sense that they're your managers and leaders. So I'm hopeful that as we continue forward in this weird structure we've all set up for ourselves to work and make things through via in-house groups working for companies and brands or working for yourself or you having employees potentially or um, you're underneath a manager in some capacity. I'm hopeful that as we move forward, you're going to have people who are more mentally aware That being said, though, you are also going to be in environments where that is not a requirement at all forever, and you will probably run into some kind of conflict. There's a lot of kinds of conflict you can run into. You can run into really serious conflict where you have to talk to like HR or whatever, and I'll get into that a little bit. You're going to run into like territorial conflict. You're going to find some people in some departments are really possessive of their work and you're going to have to collaborate with them and that's always difficult. And then you're going to run into conflict with the people you work very closely with and maybe it's something that's just simple like someone's having a bad day or you just fundamentally are just so different. You guys have conflict and we're going to cover all of those things. So first off, I want to get this out of the way. No matter what kind of conflict you run into at work, I want you to remember, it is not about you. Whoever is bringing garbage to you in the form of some kind of conflict, it's not about you. They're not mad at you. They're not, you know, pointing out personal flaws within you. Work and working at all is stressful and people put more stress on themselves than they really need to most of the time and most of the time someone is snapping at you yelling at you being shitty to you it's just that release of stress and unless you're directly causing it in some way that you can cop to when you are running into conflict that has nothing to do with you i'm not saying it's right And I'm not saying it's okay for people to be shitty to you at work, whether it's your fault or not. But what I am going to say, especially if you're new, if someone's being fucked up at you, it's not your fault. It's a them problem, not a you problem. So I just want you to remember that. It's not about 
you and you can exercise being an empathetic coworker by understanding that and owning that and not letting people's shitty attitudes fuck with your confidence because I think still people treat a lot of creatives like anyone can do this and if you put them into a design software or you gave them a like a professional camera they would have no idea what they were looking at and then they would just get mad that you did that and because people don't like to look stupid so I'm just gonna sit here and say like it ain't about you but that doesn't mean that it's okay that they treat you that way So when you run into kind of interpersonal conflict, these are kind of the causes of maybe why someone might take it out on you. And the first one I'm going to talk about is probably the most common one that you're going to run into as a creative. And depending on the structure which you work in, and I'm talking more about corporations because if you're a small business and you own your company... These aren't going to be problems that you face, but they are problems you may accidentally facilitate. So even if this doesn't apply to you in the regard that you're a corporate worker of some kind, this still might be worthwhile listening to. So the most common thing you're going to run into as a working creative within an in-house structure or an agency structure is people are going to be territorial of their work. Now, you might be fresh blood brought in at a freelance capacity. You're just here to help with overflow. You might be hired onto a team because it's a fast-growing environment and a lot of companies are taking their creative work in-house because I will tell you this right now, creative work just got so much more valuable in the pandemic. A lot of companies and a lot of brands now realize how valuable a creative's ability to tell a story is to anybody that we just became a way more marketable worker than we have maybe been in a while or in the past. So you will most likely run into people in this structure and in this growth. You're going to run into a growing pain eventually where you're going to find someone who's really territorial about their work. And I'm not saying it's always the case, but I will say creatives work mostly the closest with marketing people. And marketing people are very used to determining how something goes because that's the way that they're measured. Marketing people, to give you just some sort of context for any creative out there, uh, whether you make emails or packaging or you take photos of product, or anything, you're going to get touched by a marketing person. And they are being measured on how something sells, how quickly it sells, how much of it sells. They have to answer to e-commerce people. They have to answer to the general managers who are making sure that you know, um, stuff is getting places and they have to answer to the guy who's in charge of all of you. Even if it's not your direct boss, your boss's boss might be one less person removed to a marketing person than they are to you. That's a stressful position to be in. And when you are the person someone can point to to say, this is why it didn't work, you're going to want to control a lot of things so that it works. So I'm telling you that to help you be a little bit more empathetic as a coworker. Typically, that's the situation. And we often, as creatives, are not privy to all of those moving pieces because it's not necessarily relevant to us. It's not relevant that we know that the supply chain is this and that the KPIs, which are just units of measuring for how something works, it's not 
relevant to us what the what you know how kpis are it is relevant to us to know what is being measured so we can come up with a storytelling solution for that that is where we are teammates but people get very territorial about that because at the end of the day that is their bread and butter that is how their paycheck is determined that is how their performance review works and so you kind of can't blame someone for being possessive of something like that when it matters that much more to their job than it does to yours, even though you're all working for the same goal. That being said, though, if someone is not being collaborative and they are supposed to be, and that is the structure and that is the change, that is difficult to navigate when you are the creative because you are the authority on how this story touch point or how this product can be framed in a way to get someone interested in it. That's what you know, because creatives are storytellers. We know trends. We have curated taste. That's why we're hired, and that's why we're good at this. And so when you find someone who's really possessive of how the social media looks or sounds or how emails are going out or how websites are structured, like there's a lot of different reasons for a lot of things but you're going to come across territorial disputes. And especially if you're hired in to a growing group of people, this is a tough switch. You just asked people who've been operating in this one way for 10 years to shift. And then you show up because you're like, I'm here to help. Yippee. It's my design job. And you don't know that all of these marketers who've worked this one way for 10 years were just asked yesterday to like listen to you out of nowhere and you just showed up and you don't know as much as they do and blah, 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 blah. But you know what we need to do to shift the, the business and storytelling, you know? So this is kind of where these two sides come from. Now, at the end of the day, the marketing person has to answer to what you're doing. You're just there to collaborate. So when you come across territorial conflicts, it's a really big moment of choose your battle. Now, I'm a big proponent of like fight for the good idea, fight for the good idea. And if at the third time you try to get that good idea through, they don't bite. Let it go. Let it go. Go through the motion they want you to. And then when we're done and we're measuring how well something did, Figure out if it was successful or not. And if it wasn't successful, this is when you can show, hey, next time, it, let's see if we want to try this, the good idea you were fighting for, and see if it helps. And come through, come to it with um, a sense of experimentation. Because if things aren't working because stuff is changing, then we can try new things. And when you can demonstrate trying new things is worthwhile, this helps everyone feel a little more comfortable and more inclined to listen to you. And this is all coming from a place of being an empathetic coworker, even if you don't know these people very well. I can't tell you how many territorial disputes I've been in. And at the end of the day, I just put my hands up and go, you know what? My head isn't going to get chopped off if this doesn't work. It's somebody else. If it's not my neck on the line, I'm not going to like get into a hissy fit over this. I'm here to be your teammate. I'm here to solve this problem. Here are my solutions to these problems. I can feel however I want about them, but my job is to offer them up and offer you the best ideas I got. And if you want to go with the safe ones or you don't want to listen to me, then there will be an evident timing to prove otherwise and keep trying. 
it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be clunky. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a learning curve, but it is a situation you will find yourself in as a career creative. You will come across territorial people. And it's just a balance of knowing when to push back and when to give in. And you can tell when things are tense and you can tell when things aren't. And like you're going to know and learn who these people are and how they work and what the best way to collaborate with them will be. But that is just some perspective on like why people are like that at work, why people are territorial. The other thing is sometimes you have like a really gnarly interaction with someone and this is when like HR is a big deal. Me personally, I hate going to HR. It's no guarantee anything will happen. It's no guarantee it'll be handled gracefully. It's just really no guarantee anything good's going to happen. And to me, it's like the police. Like unless you have to call them I try to handle it myself. And something I'll bring up that I'm going to try to keep more vague than anything because of the timing of it all is when you have a conflict with someone that's really serious. And I'm going to use the example that women run into. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this at least once in your career. You're going to need HR. It's people say shitty things, man. And it sucks. It's a man's world that hasn't changed yet. I'm hoping it changes. People try to change. And I really, again, like I've said before, I really believe that people don't mean to be destructive. But they are. And it happens. And I'm going to tell you this. The best thing you can do is find safety at work. You're going to know who the people are that you feel safe talking to when you are at work functions and things go late, when we all get back to in person. You're going to have those coworkers in your mind where you go, Oh, are they leaving the function? It's time for me to leave too. My safety net's not here. My safety net isn't here to witness, blah, blah, blah. You're going to find those people at work every single time. I'm just going to tell you right now. And you're not going to know who they are until you need to know who they are. But I will say this. If you are ever in a situation where you feel like you need HR, your best friend in the whole world is documentation. Take the screenshots even if you do nothing with them. If someone says something to you, tell somebody. If someone says something to you with an earshot, ask the people in earshot if they heard that. The best thing you can do if you're having a gnarly conflict with someone is the second it happens, try to find a way to document it. And something I know happens to all of us when we are faced with something uncomfortable is we freeze we freak out we pretend it's not as bad as it is and I just want you to hear me when I say sometimes it is that bad sometimes it isn't great sometimes it is scary to have to deal with it and I just want you to know if your gut is telling you this is wrong this is bad this is inappropriate listen to it and waste no time. I've been in a situation before where someone said something really inappropriate to me and I lost it, man. Like when someone says something inappropriate to you, you lose the rest of the day. The second it happens, you go through every stage. You go through, oh, maybe I misunderstood. I had to have. 
oh, but I'm really uncomfortable. My guts hurt. Well, now I'm really upset because I feel small. Now I'm really upset because I'm mad. What do I do? No one ever listens to me. And then like you just go through all of that. I've been there. I've gone through that. So the best thing you can do is just your best to set yourself up. And honestly, my personal philosophy, if you're having a really gnarly interaction, is to try to face it head on. You know, there's there. My belief is that people respond when you are direct to them. And when something inappropriate happens, it's really uncomfortable. But something else you can do is make people just as uncomfortable by calling them out for how inappropriate that they are. In the past, I've had to do that. I've had to point blank after I've I was done kind of going through all of my emotions, going back to this individual and saying, hey, you know, you said this. I think that's very inappropriate. I do not appreciate these things being spoken to me like that at work. I value our working relationship. We have to work together to get things done. I just want you to know if you talk to me like that again, we're going to have a lot of problems and I don't want to have problems with you. You're not threatening them necessarily, but you're stating a boundary and that's totally okay to do. And you know, stating that boundary in writing is really important and that's often what I have done. And then tell your manager you've had that interaction. Like, hey, this was uncomfortable. I chose to deal with it this way. And you can talk to them further about what actions you want to take or not. But I'm just telling you the best thing you can do when somebody's having a conflict with you is to be really clear about your boundary. And you don't have to be emotional about it. And you don't have to be shitty about it. And you don't have to be angry about it. You're going to feel all those things and you're going to want to be all of those things. But the best thing you can do is if you sound like you have integrity and you're stern and you're clear in writing, that's the best you can be if you're having a really intense conflict. And if the conflict continues after that, then you have this paper trail to bring to HR, the police, when you have no alternative action or you're facing retaliation or things like that. And I do want to say, I hate that this is it, but HR is there to weigh liability. Whichever way it runs, liability for the company to do something or not, liability for what your behavior is going to do, uh, liability on the integrity of the company's culture and the reputation of that. No matter what way they're slicing it, whether it's to help everybody or just help the company or just help you, it's all a liability weighing game. And just like we were kind of talking about earlier, um, you know, on talking yourself out of things or people telling you to do something or not do something, you have to weigh what you can do. I've definitely been in situations where I'm like, I need to tell somebody that this inappropriate thing happened, but if my company doesn't take this seriously and tells me that this doesn't matter, I cannot handle that. And I've not reported things for that reason for a while. Because if I learned that about my job, I would become really disengaged and I would have to find a new job, which I wasn't willing to do. And you just have to like deal with it, which sucks. Like nobody's happy, but like you have to be aware of those things and you have to 
feel it out and and just talk to your tribe before you really like go there because HR is a serious time. It is it is accusation station, you know, and I'm not saying that to freak you out and I'm not saying that to discourage you from it. I just want you to understand the reality of conflict at work because it's not perfect. You probably had a lot more luck dealing with conflict at school than you will at work. And it's up to you to really understand and deal with the conflict yourself. Like truly, you're going to have to do that shit yourself, just like everything else in your career. There's no mommy and daddy around. There's no like, there's no police around. Like this is all on you. And unfortunately, you will have some conflict resolution you're going to have to deal with one way or another. It might not be as intense as needing HR, but you're going to have conflict. I know as creatives, we just want to be in our shell and be around the weirdos and hang out and do that. But when you work at work, whether it's a customer, someone you have to work with, a client, you're going to have conflict. So I just want you to understand that. And then other times, like, understand, and again, being self-aware is the most helpful thing you can be for yourself because you're going to know when you're going to be able to let go of stuff or not. And when you can not get so worked up and, like, vent to your coworkers, like, venting is fine, but you really need to pay attention to who you're venting to and what you're saying and, like, why you're doing that. And if you need to take a beat before you start saying things about someone on your team you wouldn't want them to know. The best rule of thumb about anything, don't say something to anyone you wouldn't want that person to know because nothing sucks more than being caught with your pants down about something you said about someone that they confront you for. Because even if you're not able to confront someone head on in the way I had just described, someone else will. The longer you're at work, and if you are a career creative, meaning you're willing to navigate all the politics and you're willing to figure out the business and you're willing to kind of do these extra steps other than just the creative work, you want to understand the why, you want to get in the mud about all of that stuff. When you are a career creative in that way, the longer you do it, the more direct you will become because the more you're going to see the parallels and similarities across companies, across department, across types of people to do that and you'll feel really comfortable like meeting people where they are at because it's really intimidating and I think that's why a lot of us are scared and intimidated going into work and having imposter syndrome because we're under the impression that marketing, business, accounting, finance, managers, all that stuff, they're these authorities and these things we have no concept for what they are but also they probably feel that way about us they don't understand how TikTok and Instagram work and how storytelling works and how commercials are made and all of that stuff. They understand it's important, but they don't understand that. And so to ask us to essentially hold their baby and make it grow is really scary too. So the longer you're in this game, the more you see that and the more you're willing to meet people where they're at and someone will get you there first. So... All of that is to say that the better you can be self-aware yourself, the better you're going to be at conflict resolution. You're going to be able to let things go. You're going to be able to understand in between the lines like what people are doing. 
And sometimes like your coworkers too, they're going to have a bad day or they're going to like vent to you about something and you're going to just have to sit there and listen in spite of however you feel about it. And all of those things are fine and they happen. But like the more self-aware you can be, the better you're going to be at conflict resolution. Because the number one thing you need to be to be good at that is empathetic and understand where people come from if they might not understand themselves why they're so mad or why they're yelling at you or why they're typing in all caps at you something. It's not about you. It's just directed at you. And again, it's not always appropriate or right, but it happens and it will. It will happen. You are going to have days where you leave and you're like, yikes, what is everyone's problem? Or like you can say something cute to your coworker you trust to be like, nah, that email was spicy we were all on. I think everyone needs a nap today. Like sometimes you just have a spicy day. Sometimes someone just catches you in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sometimes people say wildly inappropriate personal shit to you that they just like maybe don't catch or don't understand or they're being as skeezy as they mean to be. Who knows what's wrong with people? (laughs) All you can do is control how you deal with it and assert your boundaries to all of these people about what treatment is appropriate for you. You don't have to tolerate anything you don't want to. And it's taken me and like, you know, I say all these things like they're easy. It's taken me a really long time to be able to deal with all of the conflict I do deal with. And it's a high pressure situation sometimes. And when really stressful things and high pressure things are happening, people like don't know how to be sometimes, including yourself. And you might not catch yourself. You're not going to be perfect. And you're not going to know how to deal with people all of the time or in the moment or what. I have seen some blow ups, man. And I have been standing in rooms where I was just like, what do I do? How do I get out of here? And like, it's wild. Like I have seen husband wife combos have a like a domestic dispute in a conference room with me asking me to get in the middle. I have seen people swearing and waving papers at my face wanting me to take the bait. That's the other thing. People want you to freak out and meet them at their level. And especially if you are a person of color, a queer person or a woman, do not take the bait. They will put it there. Don't freak out. Don't take the bait. Don't give them the satisfaction of meeting them where they are. Because even though I think this is unfair, we always have to be better behaved than those who are in charge of us. And it's not fair most of the time. It's just true. And you'll just get farther that way. And like, just don't take the bait. Don't blow up. Don't yell back. Don't swear at them. Don't do any of those things. And trust me, you're going to want to. All you can do is just tell them like, this is inappropriate. And we can talk about this later and remove yourself from the situation. I had to do that when a husband wife combo were yelling at each other and they were like, Lauren, don't you see how she is? Don't you see me? Don't you see the way he is? Like, he is treating me so badly. Don't you agree? And I tell you, I, like, 
I'm not joking. At 24, I had to slam a binder on a table and go, this meeting is no longer appropriate or productive. When you guys are ready to talk about the thing you walked in here to talk to me about, you can come get me at my desk. I'm going back to work. And I left and they just shut up because they didn't know that that was going to come out of me. And then they kept arguing. And then I never saw the end of that whatever they wanted me in there for maybe they just wanted me in there to watch someone argue but I don't know but that's what I mean you can only control how you are in these conflicts and the best thing you can be is an empathetic coworker and to assert your boundaries of what is appropriate behavior for you to deal with and what isn't and when you're a new worker that's really scary and that's really hard but if you stand there and do it once it's easier to do it the second time and it's even easier easier to do it the third time and then it's even easier to do it the fourth time and then all of a sudden you feel very confident about how you expect people to treat you because you've told them and you're not meeting people where they're at they're meeting you or they don't even show you this behavior because they know better and it's okay for them to know better hopefully a lot of this doesn't even really happen like at this point eight years working I don't run into too many conflicts anymore and the ones I do run into, I've seen them before. Because then they're all the same over and over. And then you just meet them where they are and you leave them there and you go, you can get all bent out of shape about this. Here are my solutions. I'm going to go work on the next thing. Let me know if you need any help. I'll be right here. I'm on your team. That's all anyone needs to know. So, you know, the more you can wash over this and not get wrapped up in the drama, because the last thing you want, guys, is to be thinking about work when you're not working. Because as a creative, you're already going to do that. You're going to do that in the sense of like, you're going to see some inspiration out in the world and apply it to something you're working on. Or you're going to see a kick-ass email come into your inbox and go, oh, I need to bring that to work tomorrow. Or like, you're going to be thinking about work when you're not anyway. So don't bring people's bullshit and their conflict and like the organizational garbage home with you either. You're already going to do this. So that's the best advice I can give you. And I hope this didn't freak you out or steer you wrong, but I just want you to be prepared. It's not going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. It's going to be weird. It's going to be imperfect because humans are weird and imperfect. You're not going to always do the right thing. They're not always going to do the right thing. But at the end of the day, stay grounded in what's true. You're all on the same team. You're all getting paid money. And you're all doing your best to reach the goal. That's why you signed up for this. Every job is a volunteer situation. You don't have to be there. I don't have to be here. This isn't prison. We have free will. I know there's a lot of circumstances that prevent us from doing a lot of things because we all got bills to pay. We all got people relying on us. We all got health insurance we need. I get it. But no matter how bad it is, working is always voluntary. You can always leave and go find something else. And that is okay. It's not worth the strife. It's not worth the hurt. And it's not worth the like emotional labor that it is sometimes. Because working as a creative is part emotional labor. You don't have to be everyone's therapist. You don't have to be everyone's sounding wall. It's okay if you like to be those things too. I'm like that. I like that stuff. It's all okay. Just assert your boundaries and know what is appropriate for you and what is not. 
and make sure everybody else knows it too because people aren't mind readers and people aren't perfect but that doesn't give them the excuse to treat you badly so that is conflict resolution (laughs) it's a really scary part of working and I promise practice makes perfect the more you practice it the more you speak up which is really hard to do the first time trust me I know the better it'll be but I just want you to know people don't get to treat you like crap just because you're new at this. That sucks. So those are all my tips and tricks and thoughts. So I hope they were helpful. And um, let's see. We're going into October next month. I have some ideas of what I could talk about. I do want to cover what happens when you leave a job, if you're fired, what you do, all those things. Because I think we all run into that at least once or twice. But I don't know if that'll be next month or the one after. So we'll figure it out. If you ever have any questions or want me to cover something, hit me up. Email me. Find me on LinkedIn. Find me on TikTok. Find me anywhere. Find me on YouTube. Throw it in the comments. I love when you guys find me on LinkedIn and you send me messages. Like, it's been so fun to just, like, see who's out there, see what you're all working on. I love that shit. So find me on LinkedIn. My name is Lauren Versino. It is spelled exactly how you think it sounds. Um, and let me know if you've had any conflicts and let me know if there's any stories you want to share. Maybe I can do like a listener tale or something of some time on all that stuff. Weird job interviews, weird conflict, all that stuff. That would be interesting. I have a few of my own I could give you, but we'll see if you guys come up with anything first. Um, so yeah, until, uh, then, well, and then of course, again, if you're new here, I have to plug the Patreon Patreon, you don't have to pay for, but I put everything I ever make, every resource, every reference, anything there. I have two tiers for premium content. One of them is just getting episodes a week early. The other is getting my workbook that happens at the end of the month. So that one's coming around. And these workbooks are things I design myself. They they just cover all of the topics of the podcast for the month. So I put in advice, I put in links for resources, I put in like places where I'm asking you questions to fill out the answer to, to help in your mind frame everything so that it is productive and helpful for you to continue forward on your career path. Um, As we round out this podcast in general, I actually hope to publish a version of this book. So if y'all have any feedback on it, that would help me a lot. And if y'all know any publishers... (laughs) hit me up because I would really love to get something printed out there into the world for other people to use to help them because corporate America's weird. Like nobody really says what they mean and people don't know what kind of questions to ask themselves till they're already working. And like, it's just, it's tough out there. You know, I just want to help. So that would be dope. If you know any of that, hit me up. Um, so that's everything I have for now. Again, everything is, is free or paid. It just depends what you want. Um, the money that I do make from the Patreon goes into hosting this podcast. It costs like a couple hundred bucks a year to keep these streaming all the time. So, uh, that's what I use that money for. I'm not just like going out here getting my nails done or whatever. Um, so if you want to support that, that would help a ton. But you don't have to, because this is about you. It's not about me. So this is everything I've got for you this week. And I will talk to you guys all again in October. Goodbye.